Welcome to Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. This week, I am talking about 2015's Shark Lake, directed by Jerry Dugan and starring Dolph Lundgren. That's right. Ivan Drago himself from Rocky Four is in a movie about sharks. Unfortunately, he is not in this movie very much, and that is a huge fucking downfall, but we'll get into that a bit later. What can I say? This movie is very fucking middle of the road you know what i'm just gonna get into this thing it's not as great as last week's movie house shark of course because i mean (laughs) you can't really beat that one this one was okay like i said it's very middle of the road it's not that exciting and i mean you see the words dolph lundgren and shark lake on a fucking movie poster and you know my expectations are pretty fucking high not super high I, you know, I'm a reasonable person, but like, uh, I was just expecting so much more from this movie, just even a little bit. But uh, let's let's dive into the plot of this thing. We'll go through it and let's just get into it. So we open up. Uh, there's some police officers going through the forest with their guns drawn and they're converging on a cabin. There's only two of them. So there's Meredith and uh, Sheriff Lewis, or I guess I don't know if he's sheriff at this point. Uh, but he becomes sheriff later on. They kick him the door to the cabin. They're searching around. Uh, we see a bloody handprint on the wall. There's a knife on the floor. It's surrounded by blood. And then there's a bunch of like broken animal cages. There's snakes in terrariums. There's like baby alligators and there's fish in aquariums, like all kinds of exotic animals and shit. Meredith enters the room and there's a little girl sitting on the bed. Uh, you know, she asks if she's okay. We hear a car start outside and then we see a van start to drive away and the cops start chasing after it. They get in their car and they start pursuing this van. So we're inside the van and we see that it's Dolph Lundgren driving and his character's name is Clint. So Clint's on the phone and he's like, delivery time. You ready? Give me 20 minutes. I can't do a fucking Dolph Lundgren accent, so don't give me shit for it, okay? (laughs) So back in the cop car, the passenger cop is Lewis and he's like, maybe you should call for backup. And Meredith's like, I'm a little busy, but you go right ahead. I mean, yeah, you're sitting in the fucking passenger seat, buddy. You you can do this. She's driving. Like, she's fucking busy. Come on. And this is the guy that becomes the fucking sheriff afterwards. So, yeah, great fucking police skills here. So he gets on the phone or on the radio, and he starts calling for backup. Meredith starts ramming this van. She rams it, like, right off the road. It goes right into the lake, crashes in. So we see Clint swimming underwater. He's swimming away from this van, and behind him we just see the shadow of a shark swimming away behind him. So he was transporting this shark, crashes the van into a lake, shark escapes. That's the basis of this whole fucking story right here. This one little scene is the setup. But don't worry, there's a few twists and turns down the road. So then Clint is starting to head towards shore, and Meredith is there with her gun drawn waiting for him. And she's like, get on your knees, you're under arrest, blah, 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 blah. But, like, he's still getting out of the water. Like, how the fuck is he supposed to get on his knees when he's in, like, fucking five feet of water? Like, what are you expecting here? And when he doesn't, she fucking shoots him in the shoulder. Like, 
like he's completely unarmed. All he's trying to do is get out of the water. Like he's coming towards her. It, I don't know, just the way it was shot. Like I don't think it came off the way that they thought it would. It was just, I don't know. It was just to me, it was just completely nonsensical. But I guess you know, cops are just shooting unarmed people all the time anyway. So not really that unrealistic, right? Then we're back at the police station. Meredith has the little girl uh, sitting by her desk. Sheriff Lewis comes over. Meredith asks, like, who's coming for the little girl? Like, any family? You know, Lewis is basically like, you know, Child Protective Services is coming to get her. And then Meredith keeps asking, oh, does she not have any other family? Like, no, she has no other family. And then we cut to five years later. So this little girl, Carly, is swimming in a pool now. So she's... I'm guessing they're saying that she was about three years old previously, so now she's like eight or nine, somewhere in that age range. So she's swimming in the pool, and then she's grabbing onto the side. This lifeguard looks at her and is like, oh, you know, if you want your deep end badge, you gotta make it to the other side. Blah, blah, blah. Who fucking cares? So Meredith shows up, and this little girl's running away or walking away. And Meredith's like, whoa, where are you going? She's like, I'm going home. Swimming's stupid. And Meredith's like, well, you know, you didn't say that on the way over here. And then the little girl calls her mom. So Clint's daughter has now been adopted by the cop, uh, Meredith, who found her. Because she calls her mom now. So they're, they've made their own little family now. And then there's like this precious little moment between these two. And Meredith's like, there's two types of girls in this world. Girls who say I can't. And girls who say, watch this. Which one are you? Which, don't get me wrong, would be a great message if it was in a better fucking movie. (laughs) Uh, And then it just, like, cuts away from that. And this movie does this a lot, where, like, there's a scene happening, and it feels like the scene doesn't finish. Like, they cut away from it, and they do, like, an insert or something, or we're just onto something completely different. I don't know, this whole movie, the way it's edited is very strange. It's very weird. So then, immediately after that, We cut to a scene of Clint getting out of jail. He's got an envelope with him or something. And then that's it. Like, that's the whole scene. It's like, he's out of jail. We could have done this with, like, a news headline or something. Like, it's just totally unnecessary for the length of the scene. It's fucking pointless. Anyways, we go back to the cop station. Uh, Meredith's at her desk. She gets a call from Child Protective Services. She's really upset by this. She doesn't even really answer them. She just kind of hangs up the phone. Uh, So then she goes running into Lewis's office and she tries to explain to him that they're trying to set up a meeting with Clint, like a supervised visit. And she's not having it. She's not fucking happy. She starts like going through his rap sheet, assault and uh, smuggling illegal animals, snakes, wolves, and even fucking tigers. Apparently we don't really get to see any of that. That would have been fucking cool. I would have liked to have seen that. That would have been something interesting, but nope. Meredith also points out that, like, while he was doing this, he was keeping all the animals inside the house with Carly. And, you know, now that she's adopted Carly, she's super protective of her. Lewis basically says she should be focused on enforcing, you know, the law, not ignoring the parts that she doesn't agree with. And Meredith's like, well, it's my job to keep her safe. And then she asks Lewis to call a judge. And, like, he agrees, saying, like, it's probably not going to do anything, but sure, whatever, I'll do it. And then we cut to a beach. So we're at a beach now. Typical beach scene. We got a bunch of buff dudes, bikini babes, people playing volleyball, you know, whatever. It's same beach shit we've seen in every other movie. And then, like, just at some point in the middle of the scene, the movie turns sinister all of a sudden, like, implying the presence of the shark. 
and we we don't see anything like there, we don't see a shark fin we don't actually see the shark we maybe have a pov from the shark but even that was kind of hard to tell it was like i said this whole movie of the editing a lot of the choices are just really weird to me it's like this movie was caught in between being a serious shark film like they wanted to try to make the next jaws or a movie that's so bad it's good but it it just falls in the middle with some of the choices that they made here i just i don't understand it so after the music turns sinister we cut to an old couple in the woods pulling a wagon the lady asked did you see the active bear sign the old guy's like yep do you think there's active bears in the area nope and then they they argue about some little shit. Uh, she's she forgets her iPad. She's like, oh, I need to take some pictures to make my friends jealous. Blah blah blah. Who gives a shit? So she goes back through the forest and she's gonna go grab her iPad. Uh, meanwhile, the old guy he stays at the lake and he starts like fucking. He's looking for gold. Like he's he's panning for gold. It's just bizarre because like they don't really explain that that's what he's doing, but just by watching him, you can kind of figure that out. So I don't really know what the point of that was supposed to be. Then we see the old lady starting to walk back towards the lake, and she's getting freaked out by every fucking noise that she hears. She even hears a squirrel at one point, and then she stops and looks over, sees that it's a squirrel, just starts laughing to herself. And then in the distance, we can hear her husband, Christopher, screaming. So she starts to run. She trips over, hits her head, and I think they imply that she passes out, but... Again, the way they cut it makes it seem like she almost got up immediately, but uh, I don't know. Either way, she gets up, she goes to the lakeside, she finds her, her husband there, he's in the water floating. She runs over, flips him over, he's missing an arm. We see a little bit of blood in the water, and then she just sits there holding him and crying. So we don't even see the shark attack. I mean, we're assuming it's a shark attack, but we don't see anything. We only hear the screams. Still early on in the movie, so that's okay. So then some time has passed, and Lewis and Meredith are now on the scene. Lewis says that a bear chased him into the water and tore him apart. So he thinks that there was just some hungry bear there and chased the guy into the water and tore him apart. Meredith, being you know a somewhat decent police officer, you know, questions this and asks, like, well, are there any tracks on the beach? Lewis like looks down at his feet and he says, oh... I don't know, I'm not Jane Goodall. <laughs> and Meredith's like, yeah, well, Jane Goodall was into gorillas, not bears. But Lewis's argument here is like, well, bears eat fish. This bear was eating. That poor asshole got in its way. And then he tore him apart. Sure, great fucking police work there. Like, there's no bear tracks, nothing. Like, there's nothing to suggest that it's a bear attack other than there's, like, a sign in the wood that says there's active bears in the area. But I mean, like, do some fucking work here, buddy. Like, they haven't even ruled out that it's not a homicide yet, which Meredith does bring out, or bring up, sorry. Yeah, like, we should investigate this. Like, how do we not know this isn't a fucking murder? And Lewis says, oh, there's no person that's capable of this. What? What are you talking about? It's, I mean, he lost an arm. I mean, there have been serial killers in history that have been way more fucking violent than this. And Lewis is just like, oh, can't be a person. I just don't accept that. And keep in mind, this guy is the fucking sheriff. Like, he is the one who is in charge of all this shit. So next we see Clint pulling up back to his, uh, I'm assuming it's the same cabin from the beginning of the movie. He goes inside, and there's, like, two guys already inside there. 
Uh, one of them is Larson, and the other like big guy is named Monster. So they're like previous uh, acquaintances of Clint, I would say, from his probably illegal animal running days or animal smuggling days. And so Clint being Clint, kind of looking like a badass, he just kind of looks at them, goes to his kitchen, unwraps a steak that he had brought in with him, just starts frying it up in a frying pan. And then Larson's like, oh, good, I was hungry. And Clint's just basically telling them to leave, like, you know, get out of here. And then Larson says, well, Don wants to see you. It's, you know, it's time to get back to work. And Clint says, I don't work for him anymore. I, I'm done. Like, I don't do that shit anymore. Larson says, well, you know, we'll just go for a ride and then you and you and Don can work it out. And then so the big guy monster tries to subdue Clint. And then we get like this really half-assed, I don't even know if you want to call it a fight scene. They kind of struggle a bit in the kitchen. Lundgren ends up basically like breaking this guy's arm and his nose. Larson has a gun pulled on him. Clint just pulls it out of his hand and basically just tells him to leave, you know. And when Clint grabs the gun, he's like, we both know you won't shoot me, but we both know I'll shoot you. So it's time to get out. So then we're back with Carly and Meredith and they're at some restaurant Carly starts asking about the bear attack, asking if it's still eating the guy in the woods. Uh, Meredith, you know, tries to shut it down. Like, you don't need to know about that. Uh, There's some guy at the bar who asks, oh, was there a bear attack? After, like, they clearly just fucking said, yeah, there was a bear attack. But then he asks, like, if it happened. Some of the writing in here is just fucking awful. It's just so bad. So then Carly answers, and she's like, oh, yeah. And then... Meredith says, like, well, it's unconfirmed. We don't know if it was a bear. Like, there was an attack, but we don't know what it was. And then Carly keeps talking about her friend Patrick, and Patrick told her that the bear is hunting for its next victim and that a policeman would kill it. And then Carly says, yeah, my mom's going to kill it. But then Patrick says, no, it has to be a policeman. And then Meredith, like, still trying to shut this shit down, just like, Carly, Patrick is a sexist. And she's like, but mom, he's nine years old. And she's like, that doesn't matter. He's still a fucking sexist. <laughs> Go clean up. So Carly goes to the fucking washroom to wash up. So we're just left with Meredith and this guy at the bar. And the guy at the bar asks Meredith if she's a cop. She's in her fucking uniform. She is wearing her police officer's uniform. Yes, she is a fucking cop, you stupid twat. Good God. It gets even worse because in a few seconds, we're about to find out that this guy has a fucking PhD. Not a pretty huge dick. He just has like a master's degree in like marine biology. He teaches, he says he teaches oceanography or some shit. Who fucking cares? But anyways, I mean, the fact that he asked her if she was a cop and she's in her fucking uniform, he's an idiot. And then he says he wants to just know more about the bear attack. And she says, you know, she can't talk about it because it's like a fucking active police investigation. She can't just answer a bunch of questions about it. So then he just says, like, well, it's pretty unlikely it was a bear attack just because of statistics and blah, blah, blah. A whole bunch of shit. Who cares? So now we're back at Meredith and Carly's house. They're at home. Carly's in bed. Meredith hears her mother making some noise and she comes running downstairs and she's like cleaning up after the dog. They go to the porch, grab a beer. The mom asks, you know, if she should be worried about the bear attacks. Meredith says, it's not a bear. And then they talk about Carly's dad. So, you know, Meredith doesn't want Carly to have like a supervised visit. But the mom's like, well, he's going to see her sooner rather than later. Like, just make it sooner. Like, get it over with. And then the scene just kind of ends. Kind of like every other fucking scene in here. It just sort of ends without any sort of purpose 
we cut to a beach party. Bunch of bikini babes, a couple of buff dudes, mostly bikini babes. Like, But they have them all in like such a close circle. It's like they were trying to make it look like it's a bigger party than what it actually is. And it, it's it's more of a rave. Like there's fucking EDM music and glow sticks. I'm trying to make it seem like it's a pretty wild party, and it's it's really not. But anyways, there's a couple. They're away from the party on their own part of the beach. that They're making out. The girl suggests, you know, they make their own fire. And she starts taking off her pants, and she's in a bikini bottom, of course. They go into the water and start making out. And then the guy's like, oh, I felt something. And she says, oh, I did too. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Then he starts, like, calling out. It's like, oh, you know, Andrew or whatever. He thinks it's one of his friends fucking around with them. It's not. And the, But she's like, well, you know, if you're not ready, we can wait. And then he's, like, immediately fucking pulled under. And we see a bit of blood. But that's it. Like, we don't see any other part of this attack. She just kind of gets a little bit of blood on her face. And then we look down at the water and then they've put like some red filter over one part of the screen to make it look like the water's bloody. And then like, that's it. That's the whole fucking scene. And from what I remember from the rest of this movie, I don't even think we come back and address this death. I can't remember. I'll have to go through my notes, but yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, here's a shark attack. And then that's it. Fucking pointless. So then we cut to daytime. We see a guy on a boat. It's Peter, the PhD guy from earlier. He jumps in uh, for scuba diving. So he's going along the bottom. He sees a dark shadow appear over top of him. He looks up, and it's just a bunch of people paddle boarding. And then this happens a couple more times. We get a fake out with uh, shadows, but it's just people paddle boarding or another boat or something. I think they did it like two or three times, and like really we only needed this once, maybe even twice. So they kind of overdid it. So we see him swimming. He goes up to like these few rocks and he sees something and like it freaks him out. But we we don't see what it is, but he sees something. And so he's freaked out by it. And then we cut to back on land. There are some hunters. They've got some dogs. They're looking for the bear. One guy thinks, you know, he's going to shoot the bear. He's going to be famous. and It's a bunch of nonsense. And then immediately a guy notices a bear, shoots a trank at it, the screen goes white, and that's it. That Like, that's the whole scene. Again, there's these short fucking scenes that are just, I don't know. It's, it's not even that they're totally unnecessary. It's just the way that they're done. It's just fucking awful. It's, it's just so stupid. So then we cut to, we're back at the police station. Peter goes to Meredith with a cooler. And at the same time, she gets a text with a picture of the bear that says, headed to interrogation. <laughs> you know, because they think they've caught, they saw one bear, so they're like, well, that's the bear that's causing all the trouble. Yay, we win. And then Meredith says, well, it was a bear after all, and he's wrong. And then he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not wrong at all. He opens his cooler, and he says, your killer is definitely not a bear. And then we cut to the lake again, so we don't see what's in the cooler right away. We're, we're cutting to the lake. There's two girls parasailing, so they keep, like, dipping their feet in and out of the water as they're going up in the air. We see the shadow of the shark in the lake floating around. There's people on the beach again, like, frolicking, playing volleyball, you know, all the same shit that we saw earlier. And then Lewis is giving a press conference about the attacks, and, you know, they've caught the bear. Meredith is driving, and she's got Peter in the passenger seat, and she's trying to call Lewis to tell him that, you know, it's not bear attacks. So as Lewis is giving the press conference, Meredith pulls up, runs up, and yells for everyone to get out of the water. 
Lewis won't listen. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. We caught the bear. Everything's fine. And then one of the parasailers legs gets bitten off. So she dips in leg gets bitten off, pops out bloody leg. We see the shark fin like right off the beach as well. So at this point, it looks like the shark's in two different spots, but we're going to learn in a bit that there's like fucking three sharks in this lake. It'll be explained why. But yeah, this scene was very confusing at first because so the girl just got bit, you know, parasailing. But then there's also like a shark fin like right at the fucking beach. But it's because there's multiple sharks. They do confirm this later on. And then we cut to the inside of Peter's cooler and it's a severed hand or a severed arm, sorry. And I think it's the old guy's arm from earlier. I'm pretty sure that's what we're led to believe. And so we're in, we're actually in Lewis's office now. Peter's explaining how a shark would normally drown in fresh water, but a bull shark could potentially survive something to do with like liver and kidney functions. He gets into the science of it all as to why it's possible for this bull shark to possibly survive in this lake in fresh water without salt water. And then he talks about, you know, bull sharks have been seen swimming way up the Mississippi river. They've been spotted in Lake Michigan. So like, this isn't something that's totally um, out of the realm, but they also realize that like somebody had to have put this shark in the lake because it's not connected to like any sort of ocean or any other body of water. And so now we cut to Carly's in her room she hears a noise downstairs. It's her grandmother talking to somebody at the door. So she kind of sneaks down the stairs and Clint is there. And so then basically we just hear Clint say like, oh, just tell her I stopped by. He looks over at the stairs. He kind of locks eyes with Carly for a second. She sees him and then she kind of hides away and then he leaves. The grandmother looks around, doesn't see Carly because she's hiding, obviously. Now we're back at Meredith and she's sitting at her desk. And then Lewis is talking about the shark attacks on TV so he's giving another fucking press conference. And then we see cuts of people at the beach putting close signs. So they're actually closing the fucking beaches. You know, it's kind of a shocker. They never fucking do that in these movies. They're like, ah, nah, it's fine. But no, they're like, ah, oh, hey, there's a problem. Let's actually close the beaches. Somebody did something fucking smart. And then Meredith looks down at her phone and she sees a message from her mother about Clint uh, stopping by the house. So now we're back at Meredith's house. She's talking to Carly. And she tells Carly that if Clint ever approaches her to run and tell an adult, tell their teacher, tell grandmother, tell her mother. And then Carly asks, well, is my dad a bad man? And Meredith says, he's not a bad man. He's just made some mistakes. But if you see him run away, <laughs> it's, it's kind of it feels like it's just kind of a mixed mixed uh, message there. Now we're at Clint's house. He's coming out of the bathroom, brushing his uh, teeth on the couch. We got Don, who we haven't met before. He's sitting there eating a burger or some shit. Uh, Larson is drawing a gun on him, and so is Monster. But Monster has, like, a broken nose and broken arm from when uh, Clint kicked his ass earlier in the movie. So that was pretty fun. Don is like, you know, Clint, I'm, I'm really stressed out. I've been following the news. Have you been following the news, Clint? And then Clint looks over, and, like, where a TV should be, we see all the hookups, but there's no TV there. So he's like, nah, I haven't really been following the news that much. Don says, you know, there's something in the lake and it's his. Clint says he's not interested. He doesn't want to help him. But then Don is like, you know, it's five years late on the delivery. So you got to do this thing for me. Clint says, no, he's paid for it. You know, he went to jail for five years. But Don says, since he paid for it, he wants it. He wants his shark and he wants it tomorrow. So he either wants his money back or the shark. And then Don basically, he looks at a picture of Clint's daughter. He takes the photo. 
uh, like probably the only photo Clint has of her at this point. He says he'll bring it back tomorrow and kind of like a veiled threat that if he doesn't give Don the shark, then he's going to you know go out for the daughter. We're back at the police station. Meredith walks into Lewis's office, demanding a restraining order against Clint. And Lewis is in there with some other guy and they're laughing. And Lewis is like, ah, oh, no, let's talk about this later. <laughs> and then this other guy pipes up and he's like, yeah, I don't think the shark's going to respond to a restraining order but it's going to respond to me, he says. And so this guy, his name is Gareth Ross. He's a British douchebag, and he says he has some show on the BBC. He's basically the character from Jaws 3, right? The photographer is really douchey, and so he agrees to kill this shark in the lake, but he wants to film it for his TV show. So, like, they're literally ripping a plot point from Jaws 3. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're going to, like, try and make a serious shark movie, the last thing you want to do is be referencing fucking Jaws 3 or Jaws 4. Like, those are just the two ones you don't do. And it doesn't work in this movie. It's really fucking stupid. <sighs> but, yeah, that's that's the choice they went with. I don't know what to fucking tell you. So, yeah, after he says, you know, the shark won't respond to the restraining order, he'll respond to me. He says he's going to do it for the low, low price of just allowing him to film it. Meredith just, like, fucking gives him a death stare. Like, doesn't even say anything to him. And he says, okay, well, then I guess I'll leave you two to it. So he leaves the room just leaving Meredith and Lewis there. And, you know, very clearly, Meredith does not like this man. And I don't blame her because he is a fucking dick. And, you know, Meredith is like, she tells Lewis to tell Garrett to go shove that camera up his ass. And she's saying that, you know, people have died and they really shouldn't be turning this into, like, a reality show. And she's not wrong. I'm sure that they could hire a thousand other fucking people to do this that wouldn't be doing it for a reality show. But, <sighs> so fucking stupid. But, yeah, it's also, I guess, not that far-fetched because people are fucking stupid. So, <laughs> so Lewis's argument that he's done it before, so he wants him to do it, and it's out of Meredith's hands. It's not her problem anymore. Just leave it up to fucking Gareth. She tries to talk about Clint, you know, getting this restraining order or whatever. And, but Lewis is, he's just not listening to it. He doesn't care. Meredith leaves the office. Gareth is out there getting coffee. And then he asks her, Oh, you want to go out for some celebratory cocktails? She just walks away. She doesn't even give him the fucking time of day. And he's just like, Oh, I'll take that as a maybe. Ah, <laughs> oh, douche. Now Meredith has pulled up to Clint's place. She enters his house with her gun drawn. So she doesn't even announce herself. She doesn't knock at the door. Nothing. Like, she just walks in gun drawn. Like, these cops are fucking terrible. None of them follow procedure at all. They're uh, they're reckless and they're stupid. Like, these are some of the worst cops I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> so she's, like, kind of skulking around the house. Clint is at the shore side. He's at a boat. This boat that uh, Don had left for him. Don was nice enough to leave him a boat to catch the shark. Like, oh, you know, what a nice guy. Clint kind of sees her, like, skulking around the house. And then he starts heading towards the house. And then, like, we don't see anything come from that, like, at all. We see Meredith. She finds, like, some really obscenely large-looking bullet and, like, kind of pockets it. And that's it. Like, that's all we see of that. Clint knows that she was in there. He doesn't do anything about it, even though he was walking towards the house. 
So I don't know what the fuck the point of that was. Like, I just I have, I have no fucking idea why they did this. It's just so stupid. So then we cut to Gareth doing a, like a street interview with some like blonde bombshell who's like, oh my God, should I smile? Should I not smile? Oh my God, what should I do? Gareth's just like, just be emotionally honest. He's interviewing her and he's basically like coaching her what to say, like tell her, you know, how or tell everybody how terrible the shark attack is. And she doesn't even live for in this town. Like she's not even from there. She says that she's with a bachelorette party. And so like, as he's coaching her, he's like, Oh, you know, well, you know, say all this. And then uh, afterwards you can give me your number and I'll join your little bachelorette party later because she starts like flirting with them because she's just so fucking charmed by him. I don't know why anybody would be charmed by this guy. He is such a fucking tool, man. Like, Oh my God. So then while they're doing the interview, it cuts and we're in Lewis's office and it's now Gareth showing Lewis this interview. And Lewis is like, well, as entertaining as it is to watch you watch yourself, like my 15 year old daughter, could you like maybe just go catch the shark? (laughs) Like, I don't understand why Gareth was showing him this interview. Like, Lewis does not care about this. He wants the shark caught. He doesn't give, like, you can film all you want, but he doesn't give a shit. So, like, this, again, this scene was fucking pointless. Like, it served no purpose. We already knew this guy was an asshole, so why do we care about this? We don't. It, it's stupid. It's pointless. So, meanwhile, while that's going on, Meredith is at her computer, and she's looking up, like, the weird bullet that she found at Clint's place. And she sees it's from a Russian underwater rifle of some sort. And so next she goes to Peter's hotel room. He's half asleep. She's like, why are you sleeping in the middle of the day? He's like, oh, I was up all night doing research on bull sharks or whatever. So then she asks how long that shark could have survived in that lake without someone noticing it. He's not sure, but it has no predators, has a healthy food supply. So she's like, well, like five years, maybe he says, I, I don't know. It's possible, I guess. So basically, like, Meredith is speculating that Clint put the shark there in the lake five years ago, and now he's trying to kill it. That's why he has these underwater rifle bullets, which is exactly what's fucking happening here. And so now we're on Gareth's boat. Lewis is there. Camera guy's there. Gareth is telling Lewis that he's going to put on, you know, a bit of a show before he goes and kill the shark. They spot the shark. Gareth is like, oh, yeah, that's like an eight-footer. So they start filming. Gareth exaggerates. He's like, oh, what? look at that. It's stalking us. It's like 13 feet long. And he's just you know, totally exaggerating everything that's going on. Typical fucking reality TV star. Gareth and the cameraman get in the water. They're in their scuba gear. And so they start hunting the shark. Now, this part with the two of them in the water, it looks like there was one person in the water, a terrible CGI shark. And then the second diver that's supposed to be gareth i think is green screened on there it's so awkward and weird looking and i don't know why they did it because they had somebody in the water like they had footage of people scuba diving in the water it's it just looked really weird and it really takes me out of the movie because it was so bad and i think part of the problem is that this movie tries to play itself so seriously or at least that's the way I interpreted it. It tries to take itself it tries to take itself so seriously and then you get these moments of like really bad CG and green screen and it just takes you right fucking out of it, man. Like it's so bad. 
And it's also awkward looking because it looks like they filmed it in like maybe five or six feet of water. But then like the way that they've like shrunk these people down on the shark, like it makes it look like it's in like 12 feet of water or something. It's just so bizarre. So Gareth lines up a shot. He's about to shoot the shark when he's tugged from behind. So he's being attacked by another shark. And then another shark comes. So there's now he's being attacked by two sharks and there's still that other shark in the distance. So there's a grand total of three sharks in this lake. So earlier when the parasailer was getting bit, there was one shark biting her, one shark by the fucking beach. Somehow nobody noticed this earlier. And so now they figured out that there's three sharks in this lake. The uh, the sharks are not great looking either. Like the CG is bad. Although I think later on, I feel like they used like either a practical effect or uh, like a puppet or something. Maybe it's footage from another movie. I don't know, but it looks a lot better than this. So I'm just, I feel like if they had that practical effect, they could have shot it in a way, even during the day where it at least would have looked somewhat more acceptable than some of this CG shit that they were doing. Cause it was pretty fucking bad and like not good, bad. It was just so distracting because it was just awful. So then Gareth is being eaten. He's being attacked by two sharks. So like he's fucking done for deaths. Not really anything exciting. None of them really are in this movie. It's just very middle of the road, very bland. The cameraman tries to get away, but he's being eaten. Lewis sees this. He's on the boat and he's got like a, a screen, like a monitor. So he can see what's going on down there. He can see what the cameraman's filming. And he just starts like fucking shooting into the water, just shooting at anything he can get. <laughs> and so now we're in Lewis's office. Lewis, Meredith, and Peter are watching the footage. Meredith says it looks like a coordinated attack. Lewis is just like, you know, just turn it off. Peter says a coordinated attack is impossible. You know, the sharks don't do that. And then Lewis like freaks out and yells at him like, turn it off. <laughs> and Lewis says like, he doesn't care how they hunt tomorrow. They're going to kill it. Uh, he's gotten the okay from the mayor for uh, $10,000 for every dead fish. Although I'm assuming they mean dead shark because if people just come up with fish, then they're going to be fucking bankrupt by the end of the day. <laughs> but a whole bunch of people are going to go out there and try and kill this fucking shark. Peter says that's really not a good idea. Like without the right gear, it's going to be Thanksgiving for the sharks. And then it's at that point he reveals that like they're dealing with a shark and her two pups. So I guess Meredith somehow had a picture of the actual shark that Clint was trying to transport. And somehow Peter was able to tell that the shark was pregnant. So that the sharks in the lake are all part of the same family. Whatever. We know there's multiple of them. It really doesn't matter why there are. But there we go. We have an explanation as to why there's three of them. Peter asks Meredith, you know, to go out for a drink. She's kind of reluctant at first but then she agrees. So they go out. Peter tries to insinuate that like it's a date and she's like, Oh no, this isn't a date. Who cares? I don't <laughs> It's stupid. And so while they're drinking, they're talking about sharks and Meredith is like, Oh, you see the eyes on that thing. It was evil. And then, you know, Peter's argument is it's just an animal. It's, it's a predator. It's just doing what predators do. And they're just really good at it. And I mean, he's kind of not wrong. He, they're, they're just sharks trying to live in this lake. It, they're not like super genetically modified or anything. Although Meredith makes it seem like they're smarter and more aggressive. They're not. They're just, I think they're just sharks. 
There's nothing fucking special about it. Although that would have been a more interesting plot point. I mean, I know it's kind of cliche, but I think this movie, it needed something else to it. Because, like, that alone is just, it's like, okay, cool. Who fucking cares? And then Peter has, like, he's talking about how human beings are just building upon nature. And how, you know, Meredith is viewing nature as, like, this dangerous thing. But it's really not. It's just, he does some kumbaya fucking speech. I mean, at this point, I don't care in the movie. I just want to see some people get eaten and fucked up. But no, we get this boring-ass conversation instead. Back at Meredith's house, uh, Carly is going around the house, snooping around while her grandmother's downstairs sleeping. She finds Clint's, like, rap sheet or police file that Meredith has hidden. So Carly's going through it. She finds something. She puts it in her pocket. And she leaves the room. The grandmother's awake, and she's like, oh, you want to come walk the dog? And she's like, oh, no, Grandma, I have all this homework to do. And then Grandma's like, oh, they're going to kill you with all that homework. And Carly's like, yep, they sure are. And then Grandma leaves the house walking the dog again. And then the scene just ends. Like, it's just such a short scene. And it's not that these scenes aren't important. It's just the way, like, some like the length of them. And it's like they're just put in there because they're like, okay, we need this person to get from point A to point B throw this two second scene in there and bam, that's what we got. It's just so poorly constructed. I know I keep saying it, but I, I can't get over it. The more I talk about it, it's just, uh, it's awful. So then I guess a short time after grandma left, Carly is on her bike. She has an address written on a piece of paper. It's, it's Clint's address clearly. So she's going off to go and find Clint. The grandmother is walking the dog. There's some kids shooting off fireworks. It's fucking daylight still. Like, they try to darken it a little bit, but it is very clearly still fucking daylight out, and these kids are shooting off fireworks. Like, for what purpose? You can't see shit. It's, again, it's just so fucking stupid. And then, so the grandmother loses control of the dog, and the dog starts running towards one of the kids, I don't know if they were trying to apply that it was like trying to go after the kid or something because it didn't look that way at all. But then like the kids are like, oh, my God, there's a dog coming towards us. And so one of the kids takes a stick and throws it into the lake. It goes down this little hill onto the beach and then the grandmother follows. So like these little asshole kids see this old lady chasing a dog and they throw a stick down a hill onto the lake. And then this old lady has to go down this fucking hill to get the dog. And nobody... Like, the grandmother doesn't acknowledge these kids or anything. So, like, why are they here? What is the fucking point of this? You could have just had the dog go to the water if that was what you were trying to accomplish. Like, we didn't need this. It was, like, they're shooting fireworks in the fucking daytime. It makes no sense. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyways, grandmother goes and she's following the dog into the lake. Meredith and Peter arrive back at Meredith's place. They're both heading towards the door, and Meredith asks Peter, like, you know, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just, I'm walking you in. And she's like, oh, no, I don't think so. It's not time to meet the family. Peter reiterates he has a PhD, and he can make killer pancakes for the four of them in the morning. But, you know, he says he's just kidding. Ha, ha, ha. And Meredith's like, okay, bye. (laughs) Like, she's had enough of this not date, I guess. Even though Peter is being a nice guy. I don't know. But she's just not fucking having any of it. So she goes inside the house. She goes to her office and she sees like her papers have been gone through. And then she sees her mother swimming out in the lake. She grabs a shotgun. She runs outside. 
Peter sees us. He stops the car. He runs out to go and help. And we see the grandmother is being pursued by the shark. So the shark is following her as she's swimming towards shore. Meredith is standing at the beach. She has a shotgun and she starts shooting at the fucking shark. Grandmother's back on land. She's okay. And now it's nighttime. Meredith still standing on the fucking beach. There's police cars behind her. Uh, Peter's bringing her a jacket, and then we see the dead shark. in the. It's still like half in the water, half on the beach. Peter says that they're going to take the shark to the morgue, cut it open, see what's inside of its stomach. And then like while they're talking, there's a medium shot of them, and there's like the light, supposed to be the light from the cop cars flashing across their faces. But you can tell that they just like VFXed it and put some filter on, and it's so distracting like it looks so bad like i'm watching it i it's so distracting i can't i couldn't focus on like what they were talking about not that it matters but still and there's a few times they do this in the movie where they just they put a filter over something where like one they should have either done it practically or two just fucking left it out because it would have been fine without it but instead they added it and it's just it's distracting and it looks fucking stupid and it's at this point that the grandmother comes out and is like, she's gone. And then Peter looks at Meredith like, oh, are you okay? And Meredith's like, it's him. So here's everything that had to have happened. So grandmother went into the lake. I guess we're assuming the dog died. So this movie automatically loses a star just for that. Because it's not even a funny movie or anything. So then Meredith rescue, rescues the grandmother. They call the cops. And then the cops show up. And now they're on, like, just standing at the beach, and it's, like, pitch black now. So during this whole fucking time, not one of them, between the three people that were there and then the cops that came afterwards, did anybody say, like, oh, hey, maybe we should check on the fucking young girl that lives in this house, you know, after her grandmother was almost attacked by a shark? And the fact, like, Meredith didn't see Carly, so how does she know that, like, you know, Carly wasn't with the grandmother? Like... Oh my god. But at this point we see Carly has arrived at Clint's and again she just helps herself in because apparently nobody knocks on this guy's fucking door to announce themselves. They just everybody in this movie just walks in freely whether they're police officers or not. Like they just go in. We see Meredith and Peter drive frantically to Clint's house. Meredith puts out an APB on Clint for kidnapping his daughter even though he didn't actually do anything. Carly goes out to the boat because she doesn't see Clint inside or anything. She's snooping around. She see she sees a sheriff's car pull up, and so she decides to hide on the boat. And again, a police officer enters his house unannounced. Again, doesn't knock on the door, doesn't announce that he's with the police. Nothing. He just fucking helps himself in. Again, just like everybody else. So this cop kind of goes around the house. He looks for a bit. He sees that Clint isn't there. He radios in, you know, hey, Clint's not here. And then he says, like, they're probably halfway to Canada by now. And then when he's done, it basically Clint Clint's truck pulls up. Cop radios it back, and he's like, cancel that. He just showed up. Clint gets to the boat. So Clint pulled up in his truck, somehow didn't notice a cop car parked at his fucking house and just goes to his boat. Like, the fucking people in this movie are so non-observant. It's incredible that any of them can function with anything. It's amazing. So Clint goes to the boat. He's getting ready. 
the cop kind of sneaks up on him and he's like, freeze. And then he tells Clint that he's under arrest for kidnapping Carly and to, it's like, eat the dick. And then all of a sudden, like, Carly pops out. Well, first, Clint is surprised about Carly's disappearance because he's already kidnapping because he knows nothing about it. So obviously he's surprised by that. And then Carly fucking pops out of nowhere and she's like, don't hurt my dad. And so Clint knocks this cop out, tells Carly to stay down. The cop comes to and Clint just like throws him overboard and they drive the boat off. And as they're driving off, Meredith and Peter show up and they say, oh man, we got to get a boat. We got to get get a boat and we got to go out there and, and get them. Ignoring the fact that like an officer has just been thrown into the water. Like, yeah, no, he's gone now. I mean, yeah, he wasn't unconscious or anything, but I mean, he still got knocked in the head. They should probably stop to make sure he can make it back to land. Okay. But no, fuck that guy. He's in the water. Maybe he died. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. So then on the boat, Carly and Clint are kind of bonding. You know, Clint apologizes for not being around so much. And then he asks, how did you find me? And she explains that she uh, found his address in her mom's study or whatever in her notebooks. And then he says that she needs to get back home and he starts driving away. And she's like, isn't home that way? And he says that they're taking the scenic route. Now, I don't understand this part. If he was really concerned about her, why the fuck wouldn't he just take her back somewhere on land where she would be safe? Like, you know that there's a shark in the water. You know it's fucking dangerous. And yet you're taking the this fucking scenic route. What the fuck are you doing? That makes no sense. Now we're at a marina and Meredith and Peter are looking for Peter's boat. And Peter says, okay, so your plan is to just go on a boat, search around in the dark for them, and blah, blah, blah. And Meredith's like, yep, that's pretty much it. They find Peter's boat, and she's like, oh, well, this is big enough, but it'll do. Okay. They start to head out. A fucking guy on a sea dew pulls up to them, and he's like, you know, there are sharks in the water, right? And they're like, yeah, that's why you need to get out of the water. And he's like, and leave all the sharks for you? I don't think so. I've got a bunch of deer guts from my friend, so I'm going to lure the shark, and I'm going to get money blah, blah blah and then he just fucks off again i don't know what the point of this scene was because literally two seconds later they're out on the water and they're like looking around for carly and clint and searching around and they're like oh do you hear that i watched this with headphones on i don't know what noise they were fucking referring to but i guess it's the noise of the sea dew because it comes out of fucking nowhere hits their engine explodes at the back of their boat Peter's thrown into the water and he sees the sea guy there. So he swims towards him, trying to save him, flips him over. He's still alive. He tells Meredith to throw him a rope. She throws the rope. Peter swims to go get it. Now the shark is, you know, circling the water because this guy's bleeding out. Meredith sees this and she's like, Peter, get back in the boat. So the shark eats the sea guy. Again, not an exciting death. The sharks look fucking terrible. Meredith gets Peter in the boat right in the nick of time, of course. So Meredith and Peter clearly upset by this. Meredith blames herself. Peter's like, oh, well, like, let's get out here. Like, this is stupid. Let's get the fuck out. But then Meredith's like, no, I can sense Carly's out here. So she doesn't want to go back. Peter agrees. Okay, we'll keep looking. Meredith tries to start the boat. It won't because, I mean, a fucking Sea-Doo just crashed into the motor. So, of course, it's not going to start. As Peter is looking around, he notices the boat is taking on water. 
they both should have noticed this at the same time. It's such a small fucking boat. It's not like a yacht. Like the uh, again, these people are just fucking stupid. They're the dumbest people I have seen in a movie in a long fucking time. <laughs> God damn it. So the boat's taking on water. So we cut to a little bit later on. The boat is like, just the bow is like sticking out of the water at this point. And Peter says, oh, I'm done playing Titanic. I don't want to play anymore. And Meredith's like, well, I don't remember there being any sharks in Titanic. Peter does not find that funny. <laughs> um, he starts making a weapon out of a fishing net. So he's like trying to break it and basically kind of turn it into a spear. So at this point, now the boat's gone and they're both just holding on to a life ring while wearing life jackets. Uh, according to her, her phone is still tracking their position out in the middle of the lake as long as she keeps it dry. So she's kind of got it tucked into her shirt. So they have some hope of getting out of there. Peter's not so sure that the shark has gone away from them just yet, but he he wants to believe so. He really, you know, he's keeping the faith. <laughs> And then they do like this really weird crane shot of them in the lake to show them like in the middle of the lake, but they're clearly not in the middle of the lake because they do some really weird and dodgy looking CG lake. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It just, it was very distracting. Like a lot of the bad shots of this movie, it was just really weird. We see underwater that the shark is still there and it's still stalking them. Meredith starts doubting that she'll ever see Carly again. Peter's being a little bit more upbeat and supportive and be like, yeah, no, we're, we're going to get out of here. It's going to be fine. We see the shark fin behind them. Peter talks about how he's been on worse dates. He talks about a time where he was in college and they were him and this girl were having some handcuff fun. And he ended up handcuffed to a pink futon for like nine hours because they couldn't find the fucking key. Again, this is a guy with a fucking PhD. He didn't have keys to handcuffs, so he couldn't get them off. Like, go get bolt cutters. Go, like, pick the lock. Do something. You have a fucking PhD. You're supposed to be smart. And, like, you're one of the dumbest motherfuckers I've ever seen. Unbelievable. You fucking deserve to be handcuffed to a pink futon for nine hours. And then, like, right after this story, the shark comes between underwater. Like, it goes between them and just, like, kind of wriggles them apart from each other. Instead of eating one of them, like, I I guess it's supposed to show some sort of intelligence or something. I have no idea. We see Meredith's gun sink to the bottom. She takes her life jacket off, dives down, and she grabs it. The shark grabs Peter. Uh, it's grabbing him by his leg, shaking him around. And then he starts fucking stabbing at it with his, like, makeshift shiv from this, like, aluminum fishing net thing that he had. And he manages to kill the fucking thing. They didn't really show it, but I guess just stabbing it enough times killed it because it just sort of, like, sinks to the bottom and drifts away. So they celebrate. They're like, oh, fuck yeah, man, we we, we killed the shark. And then right behind Peter, we see another shark fin just, like, slowly descend behind him. And so, like, the third shark is there. It starts attacking him, pulls him under. He's done. He's gone. Dead. Peter's fucking gone. Meredith freaks out. The shark heads towards her, and she's pulled out of the water. So suddenly she's on Clint's boat. So he managed to pull her out of the water, like, just in the nick of time. She goes down below, finds Carly. Carly explains what happened. Like, you know, she's found the address. She went to go see him. Meredith goes back up top. Clint asks Meredith if she's okay. She's like, no, I'm pissed off. And Clint tries to explain to her, like, I didn't fucking take her. Like, she came to me. Like, come on now. 
And then he says, you know, he's going to make things right once her and Carly are off the boat because he knows he's responsible for this shark being on the water. He basically responsible for these deaths that the sharks have caused. And then she says, you know, you're in violation of your parole. As soon as this like boat gets to land, you're going back to jail. And then Clint's like, well, you know, what would you do to see your daughter? And she says anything. And he says, well, I would do anything too. And then at this point, he explains that he appreciates Meredith and everything that she has done and that she's the greatest thing to happen to Carly. And, you know, that she probably thinks that he hates her for, you know, taking care of his daughter all these years but he's like no you're the best thing to ever happen to her so he's a very understanding man she's just got a heart of gold whoop-de-doo so then down below carly is looking out like one of the portholes and we see a fin coming towards the boat she screams the shark crashes into the boat some terrible cgi water starts pouring in they uh meredith grabs carly brings her up top clint is starting to like shoot at the shark with his gun his russian underwater rifle thing and then the shark rams the boat again carly falls into the water clint jumps in after her he starts swimming her back to the boat the shark starts chasing them clint puts himself between her and the shark and carly somehow manages to get back to this boat so fucking fast like she michael phelps the shit out of that swim like she had to have because she was just there all of a sudden and like meanwhile clint is still trying to fight the shark off so yeah we get fucking dolph lundgren fighting a shark he's basically like wrestling this thing for the longest time like he manages to like not even get bit eventually the shark bites him in the shoulder and then Meredith jumps in the water. She's got the underwater rifle. She gets to the shark. I think she shoots it like once. And then the shark's dead. Like that's it. So anticlimactic of like, this is the final shark. And like, it just dies from like one shot, basically. <laughs> like it's so poorly done. So Meredith thanks Clint, you know, for everything that he's done, helping them out. Carly calls out the boat is sinking. We look. Yep boat sinking all right cut to morning time they're on like an emergency inflatable raft they're rowing to shore they get to shore and they get off the raft clint calls out to a woman jogger she kind of just like strolls over like not concerned you know that these people are in like an emergency raft pulling up to shore and like the fact that clint is bleeding profusely from his shoulder meredith says oh sheriff's office we need to borrow your phone so the girl hands the phone over she just looks at clint and like just like kind of wrinkles her face and then Clint is like well you should have seen the fish Ugh, so stupid like there's so many one-liners you could have given Dolph Lundgren in this movie Ugh, and they did none of them they did nothing with him like he's in this movie little enough that like they really did not need to put a name like him in this part they they really didn't because it added absolutely nothing to the movie i enjoyed seeing him but like there it's pointless to have him here at all so now the three of them are just sitting by the shore waiting i guess the jogger fucked off she didn't want to stick around to wait for help <laughs> meredith tells clint you know he should go he starts to walk away and then he's like ah you know what i'm done running and so now police and paramedics have shown up clint's getting all patched up in the back of an ambulance Lewis comes over and he takes Clint away for questioning, but when he, he does, we see Dawn sitting in the back seat of a police car. Clint kind of leans in and says, hey, we got your fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just walks away. 
And then off camera, we hear Lewis say, not a bad night. We cleaned up the lake and the streets. Ugh. Like, okay, super cheesy fucking line, but, like, at least give the guy some camera time with it, you know? Like, it's cheesy and stupid. Let's see him say it. I don't want to fucking hear that shit off camera. Like, come on. And then after that, we see Clint's truck driving away, and then credits roll. Like, and the, that's it. Shark Lake is finally fucking over. Oh, man. So, overall, really boring fucking movie. They couldn't decide if they wanted to make, like, a serious, like, dramatic thriller or, like, a cheesy shark movie. It's like they were caught in between the two ideas and they couldn't fall on one side of the fence or the other. They're, like, in better and more capable hands and with some tweaks, you could have an interesting movie, like, either a really good one or a really shitty one that's entertaining to watch. Unfortunately, we just get something that's in between them and just very forgettable. Like, I watched this movie once before, probably back in 2015 when it came out, and I didn't really remember any of it, and there's a reason for that, because it's just, it's boring. Like, Dolph Lundgren is underutilized, for one. They make it seem like he's the main character, but I like I think ultimately Meredith is the main character here, so... That was just, like, it's poor advertising, it's poor writing. Now, for the average watcher of movies, and you're like, oh, I want to watch a movie with sharks in it, I don't know, maybe you'll find something in this that you'll enjoy, because it's just, it's pretty mediocre. But if you're like me, and you want to, you know, you're in this for either something really good, you know, like Jaws or Deep Blue Sea, or you want something fucking ridiculous like House Shark or Jaws of the Shark or Sharks of the Corn, some shit like that, then this movie's just nothing. Like, it's ugh, it's forgettable. I'm, I'm glad I hopefully never have to watch this movie again. It's just so boring. So, yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, hopefully next week will be a better movie. That was Shark Lake from 2015 directed by Jim Dugan. Uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime. I think it might be on Tubi in some places. So if you're interested in checking it out, it's out there for you to see. Don't forget to check me out on all my social media accounts, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. Don't forget, if you want, you can send me an email at bucketofchumpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave a review, rate the show, tell me how I'm doing. And if you want to send me an email, Send me an email at bucketofchumpodcast at gmail.com, like I just said. Let me know how you're thinking the show's going. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Let me know. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Bucket of Chum. Thanks for listening to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast.